Hi, I'm Jennifer Zollett. And I'm Larkin Bell. Welcome to our podcast, A Brighter Lens. For today's episode, we bring you a conversation with actress, dancer, choreographer, director, and writer, Kenna Wright. Kenna has appeared as an actress on many TV shows such as Veronica Mars, Grownish, The Affair, Fresh Off the Boat, and many national commercials, including an Apple one that I think is still currently airing. And Kenna recently directed, wrote, and produced her own short film, Palms, which takes a deeper look at the world through the eyes of a young African-American girl. Palms is currently being submitted to festivals around the country and has received a series of awards and acknowledgments. Enjoy our conversation with Kenna. Can you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about your short film, Palms? Yes. Uh, Hello, my name is Kenna. (laughs) Um, I am originally from Ethiopia. I grew up in Sacramento um, and moved out to LA about eight years ago. And my short film Palms is a look into the uh, experience, well, one experience of a young African-American girl in today's climate and the importance of representation. in her environment, in her immediate environment, and the importance for young kids of color to really see themselves on screen and be represented not just on screen, but in the world. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And watching watching Palms, it was so beautiful. And wondering, yeah, what was the, can you speak a little bit about the imagery of the Palms and, and how that wove its way into the story? Yeah, I um, heard, well, the initial impetus of of the entire idea came from a speech that I heard from Lupita Nyong'o in, I believe it was like 2015, Mm -hmm. at uh, the Black Women's uh, like Essence Luncheon. And she spoke about growing up, or when she was growing up, she prayed every day that her skin would, she'd wake up and her skin would be lighter. I was like, well, that's, yes, done that. Yes, like I can relate to that. Um, and just struggling with identity and being a darker skinned girl. And I was very fascinated by that and noticed the difference of shade in my hands and the kind of angelic idea of um, praying to look a different way based on a different part of your body and how that is a little lighter or a little darker. Um, And the crazy thing is, is um, after I kind of talked about that idea, I talked about it with my parents and my dad was like, when you were about four, my dad's black, my mom's white. Um, When you were about four, maybe even three, you were like, why am I one shade on this side and another shade on this side? Why do I look like mom on this side Mm. and you on this side? And he's like, you asked me that. And I didn't really know what to say, (laughs) but I just, you know, we talked about skin color. We talked about, you know, melanin and and we really just kind of got down to it. And I told you at that young age, but um, that was kind of where that sprung from. And I didn't even know that that was something that I had asked. I don't, I don't remember asking that 
all that time ago. Thank you for sharing that. It just really st struck me how like you had such a frank conversation about that at age three mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. four. And mm -hmm. yeah, I don't really have anything. It's just that really makes me sad that not all children have such a frank discussion about that at such a young age. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, my mom is white and my dad is black. And, you know, I would, I obviously saw that we were different. And so it was really important um, in my childhood. I really remember being told from as, as far back as I can remember, and this is, you know, a parental choice, but as far back as I can remember being told, like, you're adopted, this is where you're from, this is why we don't look alike. When kids ask you on the playground, this is what you say. Hmm. Like, it was a very open and frank and honest, and it wasn't a taboo conversation. It really took any kind of um, maybe stress or uncomfort, uncomfortability away, um, because we just talked about it from a young age. Like, yeah, and this is where you're from on the map and this is what you tell people and move on and continue to play, you know? Yeah. Um, was this your first short that you've written? I know it was also your first directing experience. Was it also the first one? You... So how was that? Yes. How was writing yes. and directing your first short film? How did that go? It was, it was nerve wracking. I pretty much wrote it out. I had the idea, wrote it out. And I, that's kind of where I was going to leave it. I was like, I just want to write it. I just want to see if I can do the writing portion. Um, because I've never really written anything other than like a small scene maybe for class and or for fun for myself. And so I was like, I just want to write it. I just want to see if I can do that. And then I showed it to some people and they were like, this is, you should do this. And I didn't have any idea. Like I haven't written, I, like I said, like you said, I haven't written or directed or produced anything. So I was like, well, okay, well, let me try to excavate and research kind of those roles and try to learn some of that vocabulary and what that looks like and what budgeting looks like and what, I don't know, everything involved in making a short looks like. And it was scary. And I really had to kind, to, kind of get myself out of the way because I really felt like I was supposed to know everything already. But yet I'm like, how do you know what you don't know? <laughs> like, that's kind of an unfair thing to ask. And so I asked for help and I asked a lot of people, you know, that I knew either specialized or had done, um, had written, had produced, had directed before and just kind of asked them, well, what, what did you wish you knew? Or um, what are some maybe roadblocks that you came up against and how did you kind of shift and, and, and you know, move around them? Um, and so it was really important for me to get some advice, um, before I, before I moved forward. Yeah. Jumping kind of on that. Um, what is a roadblock that we love to talk about that on this podcast of just mm -hmm. getting advice and learning from each other. Um, what's something that you learned making your short film that maybe you would do differently next time or just that you, you didn't know and you learned from, um, yeah. Sure. I, for sure learned that I needed to be okay with I don't know and I think that that's a scary place I was really really trying to somehow know everything and yet have never have done something and obviously that in in like saying it out loud sounds silly but when you're kind of at the at the helm of this experience you're like okay well, I should know everything I should I should have everything to 
together and, and I did my best to do that. And then once we got there and there was a moment where I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Or like we had a, I had a young actress. I had an, I had an eight year old and her experience working through all of this, there was moments where I wasn't speaking to her in a way that she was understanding. And my AD was like, pulled me aside and she's like, she's literally looking at you like a deer in headlights. She has no idea what you're saying. And I was just like spitting all of these like film terms at her. And she was like, you need to breathe because she is not absorbing your notes. And therefore you're not getting, you're not getting the picture that you want, honestly. And so I was like, okay, great. Why don't you show me? I was like, why don't you direct? Let's, why don't you direct a couple takes? And I'm gonna sit back and I wanna watch. And so she did, and that was incredible. And then I was like, got it, I understand, I understand, I understand. Now we can move forward because there was a lack of breath that I wasn't using in the way that I was talking to her. And she needed that. And I was so busy, kind of wrapped up in making sure everyone was okay, making sure craft services, well, craft services was okay <laughs> and like making sure that you know my my uh my ad and my dp and and my gaffer were good like it was a lot of moving pieces and instead of just like breathing and taking a minute and getting really hype and excited about just being in the space and getting to make something and then enjoying every split second of the day of the shoot of both shoot days I then at that point was like, oh, like, this is fun. <laughs> this is great. You know, <laughs> I can breathe and enjoy. So, love, yeah. that. love that. Yeah, that resonates. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, yeah, completing the day and then completing a film is such a feat. Um, oh, yes. So congrats. And Thank then, you. Yeah, and then it's interesting, too, because you finish and you're like, okay. And then it's like, the next question is like, how do you share it? You know, do you submit to film festivals? Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. it looks different, obviously, for each film and each director. What has that, I guess, post-completion journey been like for you and in, in, in the process of sharing it? Yeah, I, well, I was really blessed to work with an editor that was really patient with me. And we went frame by frame with every single scene that we did. And she also really taught me a lot about, um, just everything when it comes to editing and storytelling when it on um, that's on the post-production side because you I mean personally I was just like well obviously we're gonna edit but we're gonna keep everything like I loved everything that we shot and she was like no that's not happening and there was moments where it really actually made the story stronger by taking out a lot and so that experience was an incredible um, educational experience for me. And then after that, I honestly just wanted to finish it and put my, like put the stamp of, I did it kind of on the piece. And I had, you know, given myself like a few festivals that I really wanted to submit to. And I was like, that's it. Like, I just want to submit it to these four or five and that's it. And then, after after the JRS festival, people really received it really nicely. And I was like, okay, well maybe I should submit it to a couple more. 
Um, Cause honestly, I just primarily showed it to friends and family and to get a response that was so positive and people felt so connected to it and had their own interpretations, which was, which is literally my favorite part, own interpretations of the story. Um, I was like, okay, like, great. Maybe I should try and research a little bit more and try and see what else is out there. And because uh, the, the only goal for me was just to like make people feel and, and hopefully make people see a new perspective. And um, yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of shifting gears. You are also a wonderful, wonderful actress. You are so talented. Thanks. Yes. And um, in the last year, I feel like you've maybe the last couple of years you've just booked so many awesome things and you recently had a recurring role on Veronica Mars yeah. I just want to know what that experience was like what's it like to have a get to go to a tv show multiple times and work um, on a show like that what was that like oh well I felt very very blessed to first of all get the job but to go and work on a show where people are so incredibly warm and welcoming because I was entering a show that had been on for seven plus years. So they had all been friends, family, grown up together, were, um, went from, you know, single to married, having kids, like they all have been in each other's space for a really long time. And so I felt a little, well, I was obviously very, very nervous because this was like my first reoccurring experience. And I was a little unsure if I was going to be received or if it's just gonna be like, nope, get in there, do your job and then cut ties and then it's, you know, it's done, Um, which is also okay. But I was incredibly, incredibly nervous. And with someone like all of them who have worked a ton, especially Kristen Bell, who has this extraordinary career. um, And, you know, are they going to be kind? Are they going to be warm? You you just never know. You run through all of those, all of those what ifs, but they were the most generous, loving, kind. First thing anyone uttered to me was, if you have any questions, just ask. There's no, there's no wrong question. Um, We've all been here for a very long time. You just got here. Please know that the door is open and made it so incredibly warm and welcoming um, for me to feel safe, to be able to do those things, ask those questions, but also sit with them and talk with them and ask them questions about their, their experience and um, really build a, you know, working relationship in that way. But I was very nervous. <laughs> I was very nervous. Um, but once I got there, it was just, it was so great. And the first, the first um, scene that we shot was just me, the, the, um, person that played my husband, Kristen, and the person that played her husband. Mm-hmm. And so it was just four of us. And so it felt really intimate, really, really, really special. And um, just just kind of surreal, but real <laughs> and exciting for sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, it was really beautiful. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. that yeah. Sounds fun. So excited for it you. It was fun. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> Well, last question. Um, you know, we're living in quite a moment between COVID and our nation's reckoning with mm-hmm. racial injustice. Um, yes. How are you keeping creative these days? How is creativity Oof. kind of factoring into that? Yeah. 
creativity has, there's been ups and downs, I would say creative wise, just because of the multiple pandemics we're in right now. And so I think my creativity has, hmm, I think has been used in my attention on what is happening, <laughs> paying attention. And it's hard because I, you know, I'm sure like many others feel like, well, I should be doing, especially during this time of kind of eruption, but also silence. Like I have felt at the beginning, like, oh, I should be writing a book and I should be making a movie and I should be doing all of this stuff when it's like, no, thankfully there are resources out there that have been like, hey, by the way, like, just be kind to yourself, be gentle. This is a very tumultuous time. And this is pre our most recent eruption. Um, and so I think my creativity and at least my focus when it comes to uh, creativity has been on paying attention to what's happening and really trying to absorb what's happening because it, it has been devastating. It has been exhausting. It has been, there has been conversations that I've had to have with people that I never thought I was going to have to have, but have turned out to be very useful conversations and um, healthy conversations. Um, however, the ups and downs of everything, I think is where I'm kind of choosing to put that energy and to learn and to gain resources and to see how other people are also handling these experiences. And then, you know, at some point, I'm sure it, cause it always will be kind of repurposed back into my art at some point, whenever my body and heart and mind feels ready for that. Um, it'll be a space where there is, there is, there is space to be able to kind of turn it into art. But right now I think paying attention and feeling my feelings and not rushing to try and heal, but heal on a, in a time and space that, you know, my body, mind and heart wants to. And hopefully that will transcend into you know, art in the future. Does that make sense? Oh I my gosh. Oh, totally. Else. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I think you spoke to a part of the creative process that's not, you know, glitzy or glamorized, mm -hmm. but like such an essential part where it's really just like, yeah, mm -hmm. feeling the feelings and kind of like working through them. And I, li yeah. I like what you said about and paying I think, attention. I think, I think that right now there's, I mean, there's, there's beautiful art that's happening all over the place. Um, but I think right now taking a moment to, like I said, pay attention. And there's going to be such beautiful creations that come out of people's suppressed pain. And I'm speaking for myself personally, um, as, a, as a black woman, um, what that is going to look like after I can kind of give a little bit more verbiage to it, a little bit more understanding and a little bit more time to it um, and see kind of what that translates to. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Well, we end every interview with our lightning round, three, two, one action. Yay. Ooh. So you can answer just a, a word or phrase. Um, okay. So we'll start with three, your favorite or most influential, memorable film. Ooh, um, The Wiz. 
hands down was a life changing. Um, it was the first time I ever saw someone that looked like me on screen. Two dream person you want to work with. Ava DuVernay. One best advice you've received. I would say fail big, mm. fail big, get up and then fail bigger and then get up again. Action. Where can people follow you on social media? Oh, uh, they can follow me on Instagram at kmax18. Love it. Yay. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> uh, Kenna, <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is a great oh my chat. Goodness. Thank you. I love your podcast. It has, it has been, um, I've listened to some episodes and thank you guys for, for doing it because I think uh, a lot of times, especially for me, I'm just looking for a person to say like, oh, I felt that way before. And when you hear it from people that you're like, wow, they're working in this industry and in this, in this capacity. And they felt like that, like, wow. Okay. So I'm all right. So <laughs> thank yeah. you for doing that and opening up that Aww, space. Thanks for Aww. saying that kind of. You can find us at a brighter and at a brighter lens on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at a brighter lens at gmail.com. You can download the show wherever you listen to podcasts and on Apple Podcasts, where we'd love it if you left us a review. Our theme song was composed by Jesse Nelson. Our logos were designed by Meg Cafferty. Our associate producer is Elise Welch. A Brighter Lens was created by Jennifer Zollett and Larkin Bell. 